Thank you for joining us for another podcast from Covenant Community Church. And now, today's message from Senior Pastor John Lofton. So we've been talking about what God did with the light. He separated the light from the darkness. Now, when God says something, something happens, saints of God. God has never had a thought. He's never had a word. He's never even, even attempted to do something that something did not happen. If he thought it, it became. If he said it, it became. If, if he, he said it was going to happen, it will happen. So when God says or does something, something happens. There is a reaction to his action. Amen. So th- therefore, there's no word from God that is void of power. Now, now, if there's no word from God that is void of power and we're filled with the Son of God, which is Jesus Christ by the Holy Spirit, then there's no word from God's people that's void of power. That's why he says there's death and life, because what you speak, it becomes. See, sometimes we, we, we nullify our prayers because of what we say. See, we pray for something, and then we go back and say, God, I know you can't do it. Well, he won't. So you have to be careful what you say because life and death are in the power of the tongue. You can build up or you can tear down with what we say. And so we, we don't want to. This is what I want us to understand here. When, when God said, let there be light, we know that that light is Jesus Christ because Jesus says, I am the light of the world. But Jesus also transferred that light to us because he, saw, he called us what? Salt. And like, so Jesus said, now that I'm with the Father, I'm sending my spirit, the spirit of the Son, into our hearts where we cry, Abba, Father, because he can't be our Father unless we go through Christ. Amen. 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 There's only one way. I didn't create the way. There's only one way to get to God, and that's through Jesus Christ. He said, I am the way, not a way. He said, I am the way. There's no other way to get to the Father but through Jesus Christ. You can go to the Wailing Wall, and you can pray all day long for 365 days for 60 years. You are not getting to God. You can't get through God through the routine of religion. Jesus paid the price. We got to go through him, the one that bought that paid the ransom for us. Amen. And so, so since now the light has been transferred to us, therefore, saints of God, this is what we have to watch. Therefore, when we speak, it's as if Jesus is speaking. So your words hold a lot of power. We must understand that if we are going to be able to be effective in our prayer life going forward. And because we got to realize that when God separated the light from the darkness, that also means as the light, if we got too much darkness coming into our lives, then we can't speak for God. Now, you can act anointed. But deep down in your private life, you know, your private life is a shamble. You know, you, you just, you know, if you're not if you're not ground in privately. You can't be powerful publicly because before long, your public life will be exposed because you're not ground in privately. Ask one of our presidents. You can play for a while, but eventually what you do in the dark. Because the light exposes, and this is critical, saints of God, if we're called the light of the world, if we're called the light. 
Jesus is the light of the world. And if we're called the light, that means we are responsible for exposing. And you should not be apologetic about it. If a person comes around me and they get convicted about something, I'm not apologizing. I don't have to because it's not my light. It's his light. I'm just a contagious carrier of his light and his love. So when people get convicted, you know what they say? Oh, you're being judgmental. No, you just, you just convicted. You, that's all that is. I'm not judging you. I'm just living. I'm just being the light. I'm the one that's trying to live right. I can't make anybody else live right. And neither can you. Hello. Now, we, we got to fight hard to, 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 to live right for ourselves. But you can't make nobody get saved. <laughs> you can't make nobody do right. What we need to be as Christians is an example of what righteousness is. And see, we don't have time to be pointing fingers at somebody else if the church is jacked up. Hello, somebody. We got the same mess going on inside the church that you see out there in the world. Amen. And so, so listen, that means, guys, that as the church and women, we are supposed to be the light which is separated from the darkness. We are not supposed to allow the darkness to infiltrate the church, and we're not supposed to act like, talk like, be like darkness just to win darkness. Then if that's the case, how can we be the church when God said the light was separated from the darkness? I'm trying to walk slow. I'm trying to take my time because we've got to see this. The light was separated by God, and the light will always be separated. Amen? Now, people can come to the light by getting saved. But listen, you don't dim down your light so people can accept you. That's the problem with the church today. Because the light was bright and people said, oh, no, we don't want to have no parts of that. You're going to expose some stuff. So some churches started dimming down the light so people can sit in their little churches all comfortable. They can be in their sin. They can go out and you're going to hear some words in this church that you probably don't hear in a lot of places. They go out and fornicate. <laughs> That's having sex outside marriage. You know what it is. Well, the Bible says it's wrong. Right. These commit adulterous affairs and you have uh, multiple same sex marriages and same sex relationships. I talk about stuff like that because the Bible does. It's wrong. It's it's darkness. So if it's dark, how can it be light? Darkness was severed from the light. Always has been. Always will be. It doesn't matter how we feel about it. God says, I am the Lord thy God, and I change not just because the culture likes it. You can continue to do whatever you want to do. Listen, I can care less what you do. Those are your choices. But as a pastor, I don't have a choice but to preach the truth. And I love you enough to tell you the truth about what the Bible says and what it does not say. Because we got too much darkness that have infiltrated the church. And now that pastor can't even preach the truth. Because he's tied to the tithe. (laughs) 
2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Is this making sense at all? 2 Corinthians chapter 4. I've got to back up what I'm saying with the word, and I intend to do that. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2. But we have renounced the hidden things of shame, not walking in the craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, shall, uh, who is the image of God, should shine on them. So in other words, saints of God, Paul is saying that the light of God is the reflection of his glory. That's, right. That's what he just said. So now, what Apostle Paul said is something that says that he was talking to people, but the people couldn't really understand him because their understanding was veiled. Uh-huh. Right. right? And it was veiled because they rejected the truth. If you continually reject truth, the God of this age, little g, will veil your mind. And if you continue down that path, Apostle Paul in the book of Romans, chapter one, says that if you continue down that road, you will become what Apostle Paul calls a reprobate. Now, this is what a reprobate is. A reprobate is a person who does wrong. They know it's wrong, but they continue doing wrong. That's a reprobate. See, you, you got a lot of reprobates in the world today. And unfortunately, we got some in the church. Because the church is trying to capitulate to make it easier for people to come to church. Christ never changed his message. Okay? Because people say, well, Christ would be in the bars and, and he, would, he would be out in the community and he would be all of these places. I agree with that part. But that's where they stop. But here's the part they don't say. He will still never change his message. Because, see, wherever Christ goes, he transformed the whole atmosphere. If Christ did walk up in a bar, the whole bar would get saved. So he wasn't going just to hang out. He was going to change. See, that's the part they don't want to talk about. Well, Jesus, he wouldn't really be in the church. Well, Jesus is the church, so he can't help but to be in the church because he is the You see? See, the world is telling us stuff we just accept. No, you can't tell me that kind of nonsense. Wait a minute. What do you mean Jesus wouldn't be in the church? He is the church. So that means if I'm the church, he's in me, I'm in him, then I'm the church, then he's in me, then I am the church right here. I'm the church in this bar right now. Why? Because I am the light, and I don't apologize for it. Amen, Amen, saints of God. We've got to stop apologizing for this stuff. Just be a Christian. Can you just be a Christian? And don't be ashamed to say that you're a Christian. Amen. Romans 1.16. Paul said, I'm what? Not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God and the salvation. Amen? So you should not be ashamed. But listen, what happens when people are veiled, that's a word that I want to talk a little bit about called deception. Somebody say deception. deception. See, those who reject Christ... They prefer to pursue their own knowledge because they have their own way of trying to figure things out. See, when you talk with people in the world, they will tell you, I don't need God. I already know what I'm doing. 
See, that's, that's what they say, right? And, 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 you know, especially if you're talking to a successful person. They say, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I got money. Y'all the one that's broke. <laughs> and sometimes you got to think, Lord, that is true. <laughs> See, I had to deal in truth, so I'm like, man, you got a point. Let me borrow $10 to Tuesday. <laughs> I'll put it in the offering, you know, <laughs> praise God. But you know what? But you could have money and be void. See, it's, it's the word what? Tobu wabohu, void and formless. Those are the two Hebrew words, right? That's why you see a lot of these actors and actresses that's got all the fame and the fortune, and you found them overdosed. Why? They got all that money, but they're still void on the inside. They, 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 they get married, they break up, they get married to somebody else, they break up, they break up, they get married, then they get married to break up, and they break up the makeup, then they make up the breakup, and it's so bad that they don't even know what their last names are. They just have first names. They don't even know who they are. Why? Because they're, they're trying to find something to fill that void that only Christ can fill. That's what happens, saints of God. So, yes, somebody might have a full bank account in the natural, and you might look at yours, and yours is not so full. But guess what? Your joy is full. The love of God is full in you. The grace of God is full in you. And guess what? If something happened to you and something happened to them, you're going to be the one laughing. Because, see, you'll be the one walking on streets of gold. I was trying to do my coolie high. Did y'all see it, right? <laughs> I almost fell. I better stop tripping. <laughs> y'all better pray for me up here. <laughs> so we need to be careful, saints of God, about deception. See, the reason I come up here with a clear-cut message, because I want you to know there's no way from this pulpit that I'm trying to deceive you. Amen. See, when I present the truth to you, it should be simple and simplistic. Amen. That you, you should walk out of this church and know exactly, okay, I know exactly what that pastor was preaching. Why? Because the message is simple. Mm -hmm. Truth is simple. Amen. You just have to receive it. That's all. It's a simple message. And so if I come in here and give you truth, that you don't have to try to peel back the onions on it and try to figure out what it is, then you will be less likely to be deceived. Amen. Amen. Now, the reason deception is so pernicious. Let me, let me, can I give you another scripture? Yeah. Okay. Since it's church, let's go to the Bible. 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Turn right. Start reading while you turn there. Verses 14 and 15. It says, and no wonder, I don't have time to read all of it, but I'm, I'm going to tie it together. And, and Apostle Paul says, and no wonder for Satan himself transformed himself into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness, whose end will be according to their works. In other words, they, they, their end, their, their latter end will be worse because they are acting like Christians. Did you see that? Yeah. So now, let me break that thing down about Satan being able to transform himself into light. That, trans, that word transform, actually you need to break that word down because it means a disguise. It not, it's not that he is an angel of light. So you must know that because how can the devil be light when the devil is darkness? Right? So you know I'm not tripping up here. I'm telling you some truth. So the, 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 when you break that word down in the Greek, it means a masquerade. 
It's a disguise. So Satan will always put on a disguise. He will disguise an adulterous affair to look like something that you want. But he will never flip the script so you can see behind the adulterous affair so you can see the divorce, you can see the AIDS, you can see the sexually transmitted diseases. He will always disguise it up and make it pretty so that you can go to it because he knows if he don't have the right bait, you won't eat. And Satan will disguise himself to look like that girl in that red dress. And while you just drawn to it, Satan says, "Uh uh-huh, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Nobody will know. Now, let's flip the script a little bit. Satan disguises himself in church. Right on up in the pulpit. I know I've I've listened to stuff, and I'm not knocking churches. I love the church. But I'm just saying... (laughs) Sometimes when I see stuff, I go, I know you said the same thing. Really? Is that really going on? I I had to watch Christian television. Now, I'm not telling you to stop watching Christian television. I'm not trying to bring my views upon you and you do. I just stopped watching it because sometimes I would hear stuff and I go, man, that ain't in the Bible. Where you getting that from? That is not what that means. And so I had to stop because it was making me angry. So I just stuck with the word myself and just read it so that I can get the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of him on my own. Because see, if you keep watching that stuff, you will be driven by what people are saying and they may not be saying what God said. Uh huh. And so because their name recognition must mean that they know. But if you don't go study it for yourself, it doesn't matter what that name is. When you go before God, that name won't be with you. Uh But you can say, well, I was just listening to, uh, well, wait a minute, God didn't. (laughs) Yeah, you know, so um, that way. (laughs) So, so you, are you seeing this? So it's not that, that Satan is somehow light. He puts on a disguise. See, 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 Tamar disguised herself in the Old Testament as a, as a prostitute to trick Judah. Right? And so when, when Judah gave Tamar his staff for payment, this was a, a business trip gone bad for real. Because Judah was a, boy, that sounds like a book. But, but Judah, <laughs> Judah was on a business trip with a friend. He was lonely. You know, his wife had passed. So that's, that's when you're vulnerable. But he had a friend. See, listen, that is not a friend if your friend condones sin. He had a friend with him, but the friend never said, Judah, you're a man of God. Why are you doing this? That is not your, a friend is not going to capitulate to everything you want to do. A friend is going to say, girl, boy, you better stop doing that kind of mess. But then you say, you better stop judging me. No, I'm not judging you. I love you. Hello, somebody. 
But that brother went and laid with that woman, gave that woman his staff, and then she put on her grieving clothes. <laughs> and she was pregnant. And Judah said, who pregnated this woman? I'm going to kill her. <laughs> when that chick pulled out that staff, and Judah said, <laughs> she said, Judah is you. She disguised herself. It, it was Saul, King Saul in the Old Testament, disguised himself when he went to the witch at Endor. Why? Because he was the king and he said nobody can consult with medians. But King Saul had lost the presence of God due to disobedience and rejection. So he lost the presence and the anointing of God off of his life. And that's what happens. See, when we lose the anointing of God off of our lives, we are always going to people who we don't need to be around in the first place. And see, you can't find light in dark areas. You can't find no answers when there's nothing but a lie. Why seek ye the living among the dead? The only thing a median can talk to you about is something that's dead, not life. You got all these Christians. Oh, I need to go. She's telling me all about my life. She ain't telling you nothing about your future because demons don't know your future. They just know your past. That's why they know your grandmama and your granddaddy. Man, we got to make sure we understand truth. I don't, I don't mind when you got all of these, the, when, you, when you start talking about when somebody may be missing or a child is missing and they bring in a median. You've probably seen this, right? And the median knows where the child is. And then so I heard, I, ooh, I, I want to throw my shoe at the television. And so, see, I'm sorry. That's why I had to watch, stop watching football. I ain't lying. My wife will tell you, when we got married, I stopped watching football because I, I got into it too much. That's the wrong call. And it made my pressure go up. So, so. And I was, I was saying, really, the, the demonic spirit should know where that child is because it was the demonic spirit that took the child. <laughs> don't, be, don't get it twisted. You can go talk to them people. Guess what? You're going to walk out of there with something. And you know what it's going to be? It's going to be an attraction. Then you won't be able to get any answers because you're going to be veiled. You won't be able to hear from God, and you're going to have to go right back to that median, right back to that spiritual witchcraft. And it's all about control. No, oh, ain't nothing wrong with getting my palm read. You're going to hit. But don't be coming up in here for me to pray over you either. I'm telling you not to take your little behind up in there now. Well, Pastor, I know you told me, but <laughs> I just needed answers, and I told you where to get your answers from. This one right up the street. They're going to be out of business in a minute because I'm praying over them. Amen. They ain't going to be there long. I'm serious. <laughs> all right, now y'all looking at me all wrong. Go to Romans chapter 16. One thing you're going to get is a lot of what in this church? Word. Romans chapter 16, verse 18. Romans chapter 16, verse 18. 
verse 17, Apostle Paul says, Now I urge you, brethren, note those who cause division and offenses contrary to the doctrine which, we, which you learn and avoid them. Apostle Paul says, if you find people who are teaching false doctrines, get out of that church while you're still there. And for those who are listening to this by podcast, while you're still up in a church and you know they're teaching false doctrine, why are you there? Paul says, get out. He said, for those who are, who are such do not serve our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own bellies and by smooth words and flattering speech deceive the hearts of the simple. That's, do I need to explain what Apostle Paul just said? Isn't that pretty clear? Uh, if it's not clear, can I, can, let me clear it up for you. There are jokers in the pulpit that are smooth as silk. And it sounds so good. You can go out and sin and you can fornicate. You can do everything because God loves you. Huh? Apostle Paul says, shall I continue in sin? So that what? Grace may abound? What did he say after that? God forbid. So wait a minute, I should allow you to go out there and, and do whatever you want to do because God loves you? And I, and I use that word loosely, I can't allow you to do anything, you do whatever you want to do, but I'm just saying, preach against it, since you're going to go out there and do it anyway. Then how do you know the difference if it's okay to do whatever because I feel good doing it, then why is the Bible telling us to live righteously? Then if, hmm, well, if I say a little prayer and I'm going to go to heaven anyway, then I can just do whatever I want to do because once saved, always saved. Then you got to take out whole books of the Bible. And most of the books of Apostle Paul. Because Apostle Paul says that we should die. Wait a minute, Once? He says daily. But what does that mean, though? That means we should die to this flesh. Whatever this flesh wants, sometimes this flesh needs to be squashed down or suppressed, right? Because your flesh is always going to lead you towards what? Say it. Say it out loud. Sin. It's okay to say it in this church. Sin. No. I have to fight it just like every one of you. So I'm not up here living this holy halo kind of life. I'm down here with you trying to make this thing work. But I'm telling you one thing, there is right and wrong. And God will judge. He will, saints of God. And so I just choose to tell you the truth about what's going on. So you don't be deceived by flattering words. Sometimes just because it sounds good it may not be good. Are you with me? Go to 2 Timothy chapter 3. Turn right. 2 Timothy chapter 3. Verse 13 and 14. But evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. 
but you. Somebody said, now he's talking about me. He says, but you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them. And that from, the, you, from childhood, you have known the Holy Scriptures. Now, he's spe- specifically t- speaking to Timothy, but for us, it's from when we got saved, because we should know the truth from the point we got saved, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, faith which is in Christ Jesus. All Scriptures, somebody say all. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. That means that God spoke the Bible. So there are a lot of skeptics out there and say, well, didn't man write the Bible? You show me one book, one book that's been a number one bestseller every year since the day it was conceived, since the day they wrote it. Every year. You show me one book that, that has as many prophecies in it as the Bible. You show me one book. The, the weather, weather man can't even tell you what's going to happen tomorrow with the weather. But the prophet Isaiah said that Jesus was going to come on the scene 700 years later. And it happened exactly like man cannot do that. Right. 300 prophecies came to, uh, was confirmed on the day he was crucified. 300 prophecies of the Old Testament was confirmed the day he was crucified. Somebody said 300. 300. Not three. 300. You name another book like that. If man wrote that book, man can't even tell you your future. Man can't tell you what the weather's going to be in, in a week. But yet man wrote this book that cannot be destroyed. You can't destroy the word of God. Man didn't create it. Man cannot destroy it. It was written by inspiration of God. We just read the Bible. Holy men of old wrote as they were moved by the Holy Spirit, according to the book of Hebrews. And No, Timothy, um, Peter, sorry. They wrote as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. So, yeah, men were used to write the Bible, but they were inspired by God's Spirit. And I just read it to you right there. So, so the skeptics will say, well, you know, there's a, there are some things that are contrary one to another. No, there are some things that you have taken out of context. God has never, will never contradict himself. Man is the one who does not know how to take scripture to explain scripture. That's the problem. It's not God. The problem is man. I know some of y'all going to walk out of here and say, boy, I don't know about living and all that stuff. That's all right. I'm going to keep on preaching it. Okay, so we, we went to 2 Corinthians chapter 6, and Paul says, he started talking about what fellowship light has with darkness, right? Don't be unequally yoked with one another. So let me explain that really quickly here, because Paul actually was taking a context out of Deuteronomy chapter 22, when he says you can't yoke up an ox with a, with an, with a donkey. <laughs> That almost slipped out. I almost went back to ghetto then, boy. I was like, oh, boy, I was going to get up here and start cussing like Eddie Long. But, um, so, so he says you, you can't yoke up an oxen with a donkey. Now, there's a reason for that. There's a reason for that. Now, this, this, we're talking spiritually here. Because an oxen, his, his walking pattern, his stride is much more defined than a donkey's. See, a donkey has these little steps. And so while the ox is taking these big steps, the donkey is just trying to keep up. So in other words, if you, if you got a donkey and an ox yoked up together, and you're trying to plow a field, well, your rows 
are going to be crooked because the donkey can't keep up with the ox. And the ox is looking back and saying, come on. And the donkey is saying, wait. <laughs> That's what happens when you are in partnership with people that you should not be in partnership with. Make sure you check people. If you're going into, let me, ooh, let me just, if you're going into business with somebody, yeah. let me just help y'all out before you mess up. If you're going into business with someone who claimed to be a Christian, you better check them out. You better pull a credit report. I'm just telling you the truth. I am, I'm a businessman. I am not going to go into business with somebody. I don't care if you go to church every day. I want a credit report. I want to talk to some people that you've done business with. Why? How are you going to use discernment and you in the dark? Oh, I'm just going to pray, and I just feel good in my heart. He's such a good person. I think we, and then, and then six months later, you, you got a lawsuit, and then you come to the church. Pastor, I just need you to pray. I just need favor with God. Is this making sense? Okay, let's talk about relationships, because this is how we kind of tie these things together. Don't be unequally yoked. With unbelievers. I know that's we use this for relationships, but Apostle Paul is talking about spiritually. But spiritually, you get tied up too in relationships, don't you? So, so, uh, single ladies, where the single ladies at? Oh, y'all so quiet. Why y'all quiet? It's more than that of y'all up in here. Where the single ladies at? See, that's what I'm talking about. Y'all better be proud. I'm single and proud. No, I think that's what they should be. That's what they should. You trying to tell me something? All right. I'm just trying to use some discernment here. <laughs> I don't want to be in the dark. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> yeah, me too. I just want to make sure you're happy. If you're happy, yeah, you know it. Clap your hands. <laughs> You got me way off now. Single ladies. Thank you, Jatana. Single ladies. And I, I've said this multiple times. You already know this. That if you're going to date a person, don't just take, oh, I go to church, to mean that that person is a Christian. Just because you go to, go to church don't make you a Christian. No more than I pull, I walk into my garage and makes me a car. Did you see that visual? Uh-huh. Just because they step foot in the church, don't make them a Christian. Otherwise, when I walk in my garage, I'm a car. Just because of the where I am, that makes me, no, no. There, there are some things that you can use called the Word of God to determine if they are really a Christian. Single ladies, Hello. So you are able by the Holy Spirit to discern, not by your heart, but by the word, if that person is really a Christian. Ask him how much of the word do he read. Ask him what his study habits are. Ask him this question. What was your most memorable moment with the Holy Spirit? Boy, that brother going to be like, well, oh, see, 
See, what had happened was, um, I remember one time my mama was praying, hey, is that food ready? Just ask some questions. Block your heart first so that you can ask those critical questions because once your heart is in it, can't nobody help you. Ain't nobody going to be able to help you. We can point out stuff. Everybody in this church, people say, see, girl, that, but I love him. I'm just going to pray for you. That's it. That's all I can do. Because love, love, don't, love don't mean that man can put his hands on you. Can I go there? So let me go there. Let me go there for a second. Because we, women get defeated. They have this defeatism mentality when they get with these guys who are verbally and physically abusive. Because they tear them down to make them think they can't do any better than them. So a man don't like himself, but he can't beat himself. He beats the closest thing to him. That's his relationship. But it comes out of self-hatred. Mm-hmm. And so when a woman has been beat down for so long, they even convince themselves that they can't get out. That's why the cops can come. I have seen this so many times. The cops can come, arrest this guy because he just beat her down, right? She jumps on the cop. Okay, let me see if I get this straight. You call 911 because you thought your life was in danger. The cops come because that's what they do. They run to danger. They take him to jail. On the way to the car, she, she's beating the cops down. Does that make any kind of sense? What's happening? They've been veiled to the truth. You can tell them. Your mama can tell them. Your daddy, your cousin, booking them, left eye, dead eye, and bright eye can tell them. <laughs> Momo, Mimo, Peepaw, Peepoo can tell them. They will not listen. Why? Because now they feel like they can't do any better. But they are the ones that are going to have to come out of that situation. That's why Apostle Paul said, come out. Now, what is our posture? Pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation that they get it. And eventually they will. Praise God, I hope. Because I see, I work in Uptown. I see too many domestic violence marches that happen right there at the square for people who lose their lives because they're in these kinds of abusive relationships. And I'm sick and tired of it. And it all comes through wisdom. Not linking up with the wrong people. Oh, he he looks so good. Mm -hmm. Oh, what kind of car you drive? Hmm. It's a rental. He's got to take that back after the conference is over. Y'all know what I'm talking about, CIAA. They rent those cars and come in here like they all let. I work in uptown, so I see them. How you gonna drive? See, listen, how you gonna drive a Bentley and you stay at the Holiday Inn? What kind of what? I said, what the what you got a Bentley pull up in the Holiday Inn? And you know you gotta take that car back to Virginia. I'm sorry. We can just take all of this off the podcast, man. I'm just I'm just out there now. 
Go to Colossians chapter 1. <laughs> I hope y'all love me still. <laughs> I'm glad you allowed me to be me. It's all right to laugh in church. Y'all know that, right? Okay. Glad you gave me that flexibility. Colossians chapter 1. I want to start reading Colossians, C-O-L-O-S-S. Yeah, I had to go to table of contents sometime too. So, so Colossians chapter 1. Um, I want to start reading at, oh man, this is so good. What time I got? Okay, I got to wrap this up. For this reason, verse 9, I'm sorry. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will. Filled with the knowledge of his will. This is important, saints of God, in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. This is what we were talking about Wednesday night at Bible class. If, you're not, if, you, if you don't have anything going on on Wednesday nights, you need to be here. Even if you got something going on, cancel it. Because you need to be here on Wednesday nights because the stuff that God is giving us on Wednesday nights has been absolutely phenomenal. Now, I got a prophetic word uh, from my mentor, Bishop Brooks. We was with Bishop Brooks and his wife um, um, at a Christmas party Friday night. And Bishop pulled me to the side. and He said, man, God has been telling me some stuff about your church. And actually what he was talking about happened Wednesday night because we was talking about being filled with the knowledge of his will. And that's what God was telling him about. So Bishop goes on to tell me that the reason we haven't grown like, like I have seen it in my visions is because I'm still laying the foundation. And he says, son, the foundation that you have to lay is going to take a lot longer because when God opens the floodgates, your foundation will be able to stand. And so I received that because it doesn't matter how long it takes for you to build the foundation because the deeper the foundation, the higher the building can be built. And so, so in essence, Bishop confirmed in this church that we have to lay a strong foundation. Now, if you know anything about me, I lay a strong foundation in teaching doctrine. And you're not going to get that kind of stuff unless you come on Wednesday nights. Otherwise, you might be following behind somebody that sound good in their message, but they're not, they may not be doctrinally sound. God is going to start dividing the light from the darkness, and I hope you're on the right side. And trust me, more people are going to run to the darkness. All right, let me finish reading this book. Verse 10, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being faithful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power for all patience and long suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints. Where? In the light. If you're not in the light, this inheritance is not yours. Verse 13, he has delivered us from the power of darkness and translated or conveyed us into the kingdom of his son, the kingdom of the son of his love, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on the earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions, or principalities, or powers, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things. This is Christ. And he is all, and in him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church. Now he's bringing us in here. He's the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have preeminence. In other words, that word preeminence means that he would be first. 
I hope you, that's a lot of words, but I hope you sing what the Bible is teaching us about light. And you understand that every promise in this Bible don't belong to people who just go to church. If you're not following his way and his standards, you can proclaim all of this. You can, you can name it and claim it. You can blab it and try to grab it. But it does not belong to you. Now, I'm giving you the truth so that you won't follow a lie. Is this making sense? Can I give you one more scripture? No, I'm not going to give you any more. You ain't ready. Are you ready? 2 Corinthians 5, 17. If any man, black, white, Hispanic, Mexican, doesn't matter, African. It says, if any man be in Christ, he's what? He's new. You know what that means? He's separated. Go on. Old things what? Old things passed away. Stop. Selfishness, hatred, backbiting, gossip. Sin, depression, old things, your old stinking thinking, traditionalism, the occultism, and any other ism that you want to name, it's passed away. In other words, it has been severed, separated. Right? Because that's the dark part of your life. We say BC. What does that mean? Before Christ. That's the dark side. Don't go back to the dark side. Why? Because if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold. All things have become new. Why? Because you just stepped into the light. Is that pretty clear? I think the word is pretty clear. It's not complicated. You don't need a theological degree to understand the scriptures. Amen. Now, if you go get one, that's great. But make sure you don't let them teach you out of your faith. You got to maintain your faith. Amen. So so let me wrap this up. This is it. This this is this is the whole thing. I wrap all of this up with because that was the last message. I'm not going back. I won't go back. Is this, guys. There is a difference between light and darkness, holy and unholy, righteous and unrighteous. There is a difference between living for God and think you're living for God. There is a difference between sin, come on, sin and repentance. There is a difference between living unholy and living holy. Now, the reason I say that is because at the more and more this nation is being driven by f- our fleshly appetites, the less and less it's going to look like a Christian nation. And we're already losing a lot of ground because instead of the churches trying to be separated, they're too busy trying to look like the world. I'm not going to do that because the Bible says that we got to be different than the world in order to attract the world. 
okay? It doesn't matter that the persecution is going to come. It's already here. Uh, Jesus already warned us about it. He said, if they hated me, then they're going to hate you as well. So that's okay, as long as you're living for, for Jesus. Amen? Listen to me, close saints. Don't ever dim your light just to fit in. If you lose a relationship, then apparently it wasn't yours to have. It's going to be all right. They came out from us that it might be made manifest that they were not of us. For if they were of us, no doubt they would have continued with us. That's in 1 John. But we got to let the light shine no matter where we are. We hope you've been blessed by today's powerful teaching. Thank you for your continued prayers and financial support of this ministry. Visit us in person at 5805 West Highway 74 in Indian Trail, North Carolina. That's near Lowe's Hardware. Or you can find us on the web at www.changeatc3.org. That's change, C-H-A-N-G-E-A-T-C, the number three, dot org. Or call us at 704-821-7368. Covenant Community Church, where the truth is revealed.